Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Doctor, doctor. I'm screaming All right, it is a Wednesday morning. That means it is time for our weekly visit with Dr. Stan Anderson. Good morning, Dr. Stan. How are we today? Hi, Pam. I'm doing great. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of America is stressed. I think it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I saw this I saw this story this morning that says that 70% of Americans believe that th- that our democracy is at stake and that voting is extremely important uh, this upcoming election and that, you know, they're just crazy over it. And that's kind of where you were looking at, too, right? Yeah. So this is a study that was published in Newswise Psychology and Psychiatry um, on Monday. So it was a study that ended up coming out looking at the way in which people reading about, learning about, studying about what's going on, finding out about what's going on in politics has affected their sleep. And what they're finding is that nearly 60% of adults struggle to fall asleep due to political worries. And so for that 70% number, that's even higher than what had just been published just a little bit ago. And the people that are really struggling is Gen Z. So those that are under the age of 25, they're tossing, turning, and worrying more than any other generation with almost a third of Gen Z, 32%, admitting to having always, almost always, or often lost sleep due to concern about politics, regardless of party affiliation. So it's something that is germane to what's going on as far as what people are dealing with what they're thinking about what they're worried about yeah this is this is really really rocking our lives do you find you know that there are ways people can kind of overcome this that there are steps they can take to to get a better night's sleep or or even to get rid of the anxiety altogether yeah so there's a couple of things first we live in this 24-hour-a-day news cycle with endless updates. They're both on the domestic front and, of course, international. I mean, you can find out what's going on in Ukraine with just the push of a button. And so to to get the best quality of sleep, here's what the sleep experts are saying. One, stop consuming caffeine after about six hours before you go to bed. So Most of us go to bed around 10 to 11, so really you should stop drinking caffeine after 4 p.m. Alcohol, although it might make some people tired, if you drink more than two drinks, it will impact the sleep quality and the sleep cycle. So you won't be sleeping as recuperatively if you drink much alcohol. And then unplug. Get the electronics out of the bedroom at least 30 minutes before, try to keep your 
phone away, try to keep your laptop away. That blue light from the electronic devices really negatively impacts your ability to sleep well. And then having the TV in the bedroom is definitely something that although many people fall asleep with the TV on, the quality of sleep is not as good. And oftentimes a routine. So winding down, whether it's taking a bath, whether it's taking a warm shower or reading a book or journaling, those routines that you do before you fall asleep, those are critical. And then if you can't fall asleep, we recommend get up, get out of bed, and go sit down someplace quiet and read a book or doing something that involves not focus on trying to sleep, but doing something like that. And then in the morning, get outdoors because the circadian rhythms will improve as you get more sunlight exposure. Wow. And I mean, and you know me, I always talk about, you said it. we, most of us go to sleep at 10 or 11 at night. <laughs> I'll probably have yeah. to stop drinking caffeine at lunchtime, is it? <laughs> you know, but that. Yeah. So each, well, we each just need to kind of find the routine that's right for me. And mm-hmm. so what works for Billy, for instance, isn't going to work for you. So you just have to find your niche and follow that. And I don't, and I, this is probably even for another discussion, but kind of on the same lines, you're talking about the Gen Z. Um, do we see more anxiety and uh, things like that in, in younger folks these days? Are, we, are you seeing that more? Well, we're seeing a lot of anxiety everywhere. And the difference is, is that there are more younger people that are now looking for help for it. So whether or not we're actually seeing more anxiety or whether or not there is just more people coming for help, um, hard to tell specifically. In most of the studies that are done where they do the big surveys, the level of anxiety historically was right around 21%. And what we have definitely seen that when it gets closer to an election cycle, it generally creeps up closer to that 25 to 27%. So the question is, is, is it transitory? just because of the election cycle, or are there other factors in play? And part of it is, again, it's that 24-hour social media. You can literally find out what's going on on the other side of the world immediately, and that is something that um, our parents, grandparents, uh, didn't have as an available thing. And just in a philosophical way, I mean, what kinds of things can we do to make it just better in general? Yeah, really, it's focus on your relationships. Do the things that are important. If you're a mom, take care of your children. If you're a child with a parent, you want to make sure that you love your parent. If you have somebody that you have not reached out to in a long time but used to be really close, you want to maintain those relationships. The more people that you interact with, the more likely they're going to find that there are people that need your help. And one of the big problems with many of the people that are on crusades is they're interested in a program. They're not as interested in an individual. And the real important way that we can make differences in people's lives really is invest our time, our talent, our treasure 
into people. And the more that we help individuals, the more meaningful our life will be. All right. Well, I think that's a great idea. And I'll just tell you, there was a story I had earlier in the week about over in London, when you go into one of their uh, coffee places, like a Starbucks, not really, but their version of it, the baristas, however you approach them, if you are very kind and polite to them, the lower your price is. The nicer you are, the lower your price for coffee is. (laughs) I think that works, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a great idea. Yeah, I thought yeah. so, too. I thought so, we too. We need a kind society. That is for sure. Because you turn on the TV, these debates, they are not nice to each other. So, yes, let's be nice to each other. We should have a be nice month. I think we should start that crusade ourselves, <laughs> Dr. Stan. Good idea. Let's well, start it today. Today, okay. I'm going to be nice to everyone I see. Me too, and I'm going to be nice to you. Thank you very much for coming <laughs> on this morning. Thank you, Pam. It's always a pleasure.